Welcome, ladies and gents, to another fine episode of the Latin Dance Community Podcast. Today on the show, my continuing coverage from the Orlando Salas Congress, where I interviewed my longtime friend, Lady Barros, who is of Baila Society, also known as Basso, uh, which is one of the premier salsa studios in New York City. Now, Lady grew up in Miami. She moved to Gainesville for school, where we met, and has since moved on to the mecca of salsa dancing, i.e. New York City. And we talk about that transition and what she's learned over the years about dancing and about friendships within the Latin dance community. Now, I often say that my goal with this podcast is to capture the kinds of conversations we have at, let's say, around 4 a.m. at Denny's after a long night of dancing. And this conversation hits that mark. The only difference really is we were talking at about 10 a.m. after dancing all night, so pardon us if we sound a bit asleep, maybe half asleep. And before we get started with the interview, I just want to mention that if you haven't subscribed yet, please check out the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and share it with your friends, or if you're feeling especially generous, leave us a five-star review. Those really do help us out with more people finding out about the podcast. And now, on with today's show. Enjoy. Whippa. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk. You know how to dance. You ever dance with the devil in the day of the night? Nervous? No, no, no. I just don't want to, like, sneeze. <laughs> oh my That's gosh, that would be that would be the worst. If you sneeze on audio, yeah, that'd be, that'd be terrible. Okay. Yes. So, lady, we've known each other for a while. How long have we known each other for? Oh my god, so long since two thousand nine. And I actually introduced you to salsa. No, you I? didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I just happened to be at the studio at the same time that you were taking classes. No, because I met you at Walmart. No, that was after. No. You met me before. at the studio. No, I, I Are you met... trying to lie for the podcast? You met me at the studio. That's, then that's you not, stalked me at Walmart. True. I knew you from Walmart. Then I saw you at the studio. I'm like, oh my God, that's the Walmart girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, and but you then... met me at the studio. I've never met you before before the studio. Okay, so, so what? Does that mean again. I was stalking you before at Walmart? <laughs> but I knew you no, at Walmart. I whatever. Walmart. I'm just saying. Okay. If you want to start again. Okay, okay. That's fine. You so, the studio. That's fine. So where, um, why did you get into salsa? Were you like in there back in the day, like quinceañeras mm. and stuff? Yes, I mean, I knew salsa back in uh, high school, and there was a salsa trip in high school, but it was only open to juniors and seniors. Okay. So by the time I was a junior, everybody had left, and the salsa club was no more. Uh, so then... I remember seeing Darren and Kareem, who were the directors of Sasa Caliente back in the day in middle school. I saw them at a club dancing, and I was like, wow, and I was like, I want to dance like that. So then I Googled Sasa classes in Gainesville, and Sasa Caliente popped up. So I started going there. Nice. Wait, so, okay. Give, give the audience like a primer on, on who you are. I realize we just kind of jumped into, into this, but. Tell, tell them, like, just background, a basic one-liner on, you like, your, your experience with, with salsa in New York City or just, like, what you've, you've done with salsa. Um, well, after I left Gainesville, 
I came out to New York City for dental school and I started salsa shopping. So I what went what to, is salsa shopping? I went to several studios okay. until I went to Basel and I thought it was a very positive vibe. The whole studio, the directors were very humble. Um, and I decided that that's the kind of studio I want to be in. It kind of reminded me of the camaraderie that we had in Gainesville. And everybody was just so nice that I just decided to stick around. Mm -hmm. And I don't regret my decision at all. I right. love being there. I don't, you know, rehearsal time is always like on time. Um, and that's and right now I'm dancing in the Battle Society for King. Uh, and I do um, appreciate that they understand that I'm in school. So whenever school gets a little rough, they give me time so I can take care of them and come back to rehearsal. I got this view in New York that it's it's correct, I think, that it's the mecca of salsa. You know, you can get salsa every night of the week. So what's it like going from Miami, where you're from, to Gainesville, where you lived for a while and kind of got into salsa, to go to New York City, where salsa is just all over the place and you get world-class talent there? Like, do you feel like you had to up your game or...? Not only up my game, it was very overwhelming at first to have so many people dancing like at socials like it this was like a mini congress every time i went out and the quality was just like outstanding so of course i gathered more inspirations i went to you know more classes based on that uh but i mean it, it, i went from going to gainesville where we had maybe the same 30 32 people going out together to new york city where yeah, there are regulars that I see at every social, but most of the time it's people I've never met and they're amazing dancers. So definitely at the beginning, I was like salsa out after three weeks because I wanted to go everywhere and see all the different socials. Now that I lived there for three years, I've on I only go out like to a handful of places because I like the ambience, because um, maybe I know the director of the studio or whatnot. And now with the rehearsal um, taking so much of my time, I don't really feel the need to go out dancing socially as much anymore. Uh, but it was definitely overwhelming. And now that I come back to different congresses, I'm just like, eh, you know, <laughs> I get this at home all the time. I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't need to travel that far. But of course, I love seeing, you know, my friends that I made in Florida yeah. and different congresses. But it was just, you know, the amount of dancers is definitely overwhelming at first. Um, after a while, though, you do see, see the same people over and over. So then, you know, you get tired the same way, and then you only go out, like, maybe two times a week max. Yeah. So okay. it depends. Like, right now, at this point in my life, uh, after I've been dancing for uh, six years now, um, the, the how going socially dancing doesn't attract me as much as it did back when I was a beginner. Like, do you see do you see salsa now more as a hobby or a sport? I always saw it as a hobby. Did you? I never took it as anything more than that. Because I, I mean, see it more like a sport, you know. And it's it's gravitated more to a hobby as I've gotten older. But from the first day, I was always like, this is something I want to get good at. And I don't think about well, that so much. Well, that's your personality like too, well. Rob. Yeah. Wow, that's true. That's true. Okay. You met me when I sucked. Oh my god. Yeah, but but I knew back then that when you found something that you like, you literally just throw yourself in until you master it, and then you yeah. find something else. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like that. Yeah. 
I always saw it as a hobby. I never saw it as anything more than that. And then even when I was teaching and help running the studio that I was in, it was still just a hobby. My dental career has always come first. Right. Um, but yeah, it is a hobby. And honestly, more than being a good dancer, it has really brought more lasting friendships that I would ever hope for. That's what seems to be the general theme with people that yeah, I interview so and I've talked to. So right now, friendships. it's really not so much about, like I don't, like right now that I'm a little older, like I don't think I care so much about my dancing. You know, like I don't care anymore if, you know, if I cannot do seven things in a row, if I lose my balance, like technique-wise, I honestly don't care as much as when I started. Now I'm getting into like kind of like a plateau, but I care more about the kind of people I've met through dance, and um, which have really become like family. So I'm always grateful that this exists just mm. because of all the people I've been able to meet through dance that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Like amazing people with um, different perspectives in life, you know, from all over the world, and the only thing that unites us is dance. And our passion for dance. And it's especially true in New York, too, because you just get this melting pot of all different kinds of people. You know, yeah. Everybody from all different walks of life. I, I remember last time I stayed at your place, so thank you for letting me crash at your place yeah, in New okay. York that one time. Anytime. Where did we go to? I think we went to the Frankie Martinez social. We went, yeah, we went to Frankie Martinez social. We went to Cache, uh, yeah. the old Cache, which is no longer there. It's no, uh, long, no or, longer there, right by. Um, no, by yeah, Times they Square? changed locations and then um, uh, now they just. I think that's when I like saw Magna and I was scared nice. to dance with her. Was yes. that that night? Yeah. Yes, you yeah, definitely that. That was definitely that night. That sounds like a general theme, yeah. And, and when I was staying with you, I remember you said something that actually stuck out to me. I believe this was very shortly into your time over yeah. at Faso. Yeah. And the guy, what's the, the main guy's name? Really Daniel good dancer. Maybe. My director? Yeah. I yeah, Daniel so. mm. No, it was someone else. It was someone who I, I got a video of him dancing. I can't remember his name now. But he was saying something about circles, like oh, it was just a friend of mine. Circles. That's Jeremy. He said, "Be a circle, don't be a square." Yeah, with how you dance, and that's that's actually stuck with me. I've definitely brought that down to my teaching and being school. I try to be as circular as possible. That's honestly like not after he said that, I realized that that's how people like really good dancers in New York dance. They they do become a circle. They don't, you know, they everything just flows. Can you, Especially yeah, somebody like her, Carol Flores, I've noticed that all her movements are like very fluid, and it's not that you go around in circles. It's just that you never like stop in a corner. Like if you see beginner dancers, you you do the point, you know, and then you go this way and you go diagonally, and you do kind of look like a square. More advanced dancers make it look like everything is just fluid. Mm -hmm. And they go around and whatnot. So yeah, I remember. I remember when he said that. It, yeah, it was definitely Jeremy. It was Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you learned about the circles. Like, what else? That was very yeah. That was barrier back in the career. What would have been like the other big aha? I won't say tactic. Maybe tactical. Maybe strategic. But themes, things like that that you've learned so far with with Vaso. Um. Honestly, one of the. I mean. I have learned a lot in Basel, more than I think. I can't count the ways that my technique has like improved because I will have to videotape myself dancing, which I don't do, silly. So they made you videotape? No, no, no. I'm saying that in order for me to see the progress, I will have to uh, videotape myself, which I don't do. I can only see performances. 
But one thing that stuck me out, at least from performing wise, that uh, my director at Toy told me was that, um, you know, she said, just as a group, she's like, you know, we're performers. There is no need for you to be modest when you're on stage, you know. And that struck a cut out to me. She, you know, she said, you have to perform and you have to give it all. And, you know, like, you're performing, you shouldn't be modest at all. So that struck a call with me because I feel like before when I was performing, because I get really nervous being on stage, like, I, I sometimes I don't, I wouldn't do it like full out, you know, like when you, like, like I will cut my movements. And it wasn't like on purpose, it was just that I'm really shy. When I'm so performing, the, so but then when shyness. she said that, it kind of like clicked, and I was like, you know what? Like mm -hmm. I am gonna look like I know what mm -hmm. I'm doing instead yeah. of being so modest on stage. And I don't know. Like now I see myself perform with them, and I go back to the beginning from before, and I, you know, I looked at videos now, and it's definitely a huge improvement. Like sometimes I'm like, oh wow, I look like that. Like <laughs> I didn't used to look like that dancing, at yeah. least performing wise. Is there, are there any kind of rituals you do before you perform? Anything that you do to kind of get in the zone? I listen to the song over and over, and I have to go over the routine a couple of times so that I don't forget anything. Okay. The, the one or two times I haven't done that because for whatever reason, I don't do it or my dance partner doesn't want to do it. We've always messed up. Mm. Every what? time that I go to the routine, at least a couple of times right before going in, the performance would have been like no hit. What's going on like through your mind like the 30 seconds before you actually start the song? You know, the song's about to go on the minute before. I get like really nervous. Do you? Like yeah, I get too. extremely nervous and then I start thinking about like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> I hate this How did I get in this situation? Yeah, I was like, I hate this feeling. What yeah. am I still doing performing if I hate it? Because I, I, for that minute, I do hate it. But there you is know? something about doing that and doing something that scares you. You know, true. there's some growth there. That is true, and honestly, it has helped me with many other aspects of my life, like public speaking, especially because of my accent. I used to be really scared about public speaking, and having to teach. You know, I think the largest class I ever had was like 200 people in the middle of campus. And having to speak and, and tell them what to do has helped me do presentations and things, for example. I am no longer shy. I think I can strike up a conversation with about anybody just because of salsa. I don't think I will be as outgoing as I am now if I hadn't had that, you know, all the experience, performing, teaching, all this stuff. Um, so it's definitely helped with that. Now I don't get as nervous. It depends on the routine. If their routine has a lot of tricks, yeah. there's nothing I can do about getting nervous. Because I'm always thinking, what if I don't go out? What if the trick doesn't go? You know, mm. what if I break something? Which has happened before. I have fallen in the middle of our routine before. And you just laugh it off. But still, it's yeah. just the thinking about it makes you, you know. Yeah, it's like that performance we saw last night where there was just all these tricks and I yeah, I would have like been scared. Nervous. If I was them, I would have been scared shitless. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but I mean, they pull it off and it looked great. But those are the kind of routines that really scare me. Yeah. Um, I haven't done one of those in a while, but I think back in October, I did one like that where I had to learn the choreography in four days. And it had a lot of tricks. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. 
four days you had to learn the choreo? Yeah. Is that normal? That's that not normal, quick. but my director happened to be injured, okay. and she couldn't make uh, a commitment. So I was put in her stead. Okay. And I, I mean, the routine itself, the steps were really easy. It was just the tricks were really hard. Okay. Um, and yeah, it took four days, but I had to rehearse like four hours yeah. during those four days just to get it. And it came out fine, but it was still nerve-wracking. Like that was literally the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done just because I had four days. And even with more experience, like it's a lot of tricks that I'm not used to doing those kind of tricks. That's true. Overhead, staying there for a minute kind of thing. Yeah. There, there's something you said for uh, Parkinson's Law, which is that a task that you're given will swell in complexity in, in accordance with the time given it, right? So if you give mm -hmm. something a month to do, it'll take a month. If you give something four days yeah. to do, it'll take four days. But I think that that kind of breaks down with salsa routines because there is so much muscle memory that happens with it. There's so much like actually going through and putting in the time with mm -hmm. performances. It's a little bit different than just getting a project done. Um, when I was doing performances, like uh, what you say with performance, the same thing happened to me where I was just like nervous as hell with actually like right before the 30 seconds before. Mm -hmm. um, when I did the TED talk, I know you saw the TED talk mm -hmm. I did. Right before that, the two days before, I was Googling stuff like how to stay calm during your TED talk, like how mm -hmm. to get in the zone for your TED talk. I came across a TED talk, of course, that was talking about this, like here's how you want to do it. And they were like, you want to have power poses right before you go on. So as they were calling on my name, I was backstage. No one could see me. I was in this big starfish pose, just like reaching out towards the sky, you know. It actually made me feel really, really good. Like, you know, the, the concept is the more space that you take up, the more confident. And that physical transfers to your mental, you know. So I was doing that for like the five minutes before. People backstage probably thought I was crazy just doing this, but oh, yeah. it actually got me that a works. really good, really good zone. Exactly, it's like whatever, well, whatever works, works. You know. Yeah. Whatever. If you th that's the thing. If you think it's gonna work, it will work. So. Yeah. Okay. Last thing, we are actually recording this by the way in a hotel room in uh, in Orlando, beautiful Orlando. Uh, what do you think of last night at the Congress? We're at the Orlando Salsa Congress. Um. I mean, it's been a while since I've been to a Congress, but I actually had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you went down for round two. I thought you were just going to come up, snack, and pass yeah, out. Yeah, but I went down to hang out, basically. Yeah. Like, at this point, it's like I want to dance for maybe a good hour, hour and a half. After that, I just want to hang out and see people and talk to people. Like, we stayed down there, and we talked to people I hadn't seen in, like, three years since I moved from Gainesville. So that was really nice, just catching up with everybody. Yeah. As far as dancing, I... I'm, I really like watching people dance. Like, I don't really need to be the one dancing all the time anymore. I, I kind of just want to sit there and watch people dance. Yeah. Uh, the band was really good. It was actually, the songs were not as long as I expected. So I was very pleasantly surprised. They're starting to take some feedback on that, it seems. Like, shorter songs, shorter yeah. performances as well. The performances, I could not believe it actually ended by 11.30, which was Yeah, historic. and honestly, they ended, I mean, they had to start a little late. So they started at 9.20, so it was really two hours of shows, that's it. Yeah. I really loved the stage. The sound quality was incredible and everybody was putting forth their best performance. I really enjoyed last night. I can't wait for tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Congress has always been one of my favorite places to come to, maybe because it's home, because it's in Florida. So I see everybody. 
but also you know the pool parties and whatnot but i think they've done a really good job yeah, and then the bachata and... room is like <laughs> if you want to go into the bachata room it's it's right across the same room you don't have to walk to another ballroom which i found was very good too that way people just come in and out so whenever we needed a rest from salsa we'll go to bachata room just to listen to bachata yeah yeah. It was a good time. I, I enjoyed night it one was so far. Time. And we got pool party in T minus one hour. So mm-hmm. with that said, I guess we'll cut it off here. So thanks, ladies. No problem. Sabor, a gozar, que llegó el sabor de Nacho.